Hey, everybody. Welcome to Rough Stuff. My name is Bridget Greenberg, and you're listening to the podcast where we ask our comedian friends their most humiliating stories from childhood. Uh, For instance, I was afraid to flush the toilet for years because of the sound. Yep. Yes. Yes. And yes. You relate? That's my co-host. Yes, uh, I'm Sarah Griffith, and I used to wait until everybody was out of the bathroom because I did not like the sound of my tinkle hitting the toilet water. <laughs> wow. It made me very self-conscious that people knew that I was peeing, even though I'm like in a bathroom, I'm doing one of three things. Yes. Right, and it doesn't sound different for different people. It's no, the same no. sound. It wasn't like someone's going to be like, uh, is some freak peeing in here? Yeah. <laughs> in the bathroom? How dare you? Uh, and with us is our guest in the hot seat. Uh, he runs the Gamefully Unemployed Network, uh, which you should know by now. If you're listening yeah. to Small Beans, check it out. Who are you? Hi, I'm David Bell. I'm very flattered to be called a comedian by you. <laughs> uh, and I, f- I flunked kindergarten. Oh. Yeah. How? how yeah, how, how, I think is the question. I don't know. No one's. I never checked up on that because I was too young to know. I stayed back. I stayed yeah. back in kindergarten. I have no idea why. Uh, I I never asked my parents for much of an explanation. I don't know why do kids stay back in kindergarten? Do they get their shapes wrong? Or? Were you too old? Because I know people who did. I think my sister actually did kindergarten twice because her age was like at a weird place where she could well wouldn't that mean i would have to be too young though because if i stay yeah back, that's yeah, yeah because i since it didn't affect well i mean i guess it technically affect my life in like a butterfly effect way <laughs> but i was always a year older than all of my friends because hmm. growing up like yeah. having stayed back since kindergarten i was always a year older every grade i was in from yeah. there on Maybe, I mean, maybe it's like your age. Maybe you're just stupid. I, I, don't I think know. Maybe. I might be stupid. <laughs> I, knew, I knew there were always like a couple kids in like all my in the schools I went to that stayed back in kindergarten. And I always assumed they like set someone on fire. Right. I assumed it was like real. They did some delinquent shit. No, I think uh, I was just special. <laughs> I think it just took you a while. Uh, yeah. Or you were such a delight. Did you have the same teacher twice? Actually, it's weird. Is Okay, I'm pretty sure I did, and then I'm pretty sure she became the first grade teacher, so I think I had her three times. Uh, I'm pretty sure she was my first crush, that kindergarten uh, first grade teacher, but it might have just been because, like, it's just, just yeah, been hanging exposure. out with her for yeah. so long. I'm picturing, like, Miss Honey from Matilda. Right? Like, that yeah. kind of, like, sweet, very, like, it's okay, yeah. David. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I assume so. She's not, she, she wasn't a jerk. I, yeah. I don't think she was a jerk to me. I don't think there are kindergarten teachers who are jerks. Yeah. I, I, know, th- I know her husband once came into class, and I was very upset about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Uh, according Maybe, to yeah. my parents. <laughs> that's, that's adorable. Uh, but let, let's move on in, in your... Uh, in your history a okay. little bit let's uh but like we're starting at the beginning we're, we're building a base at here. the dawn that's why i started with that yeah i yeah. was like I, i've been listening you know i caught up on i watched the soren or listened to the soren yeah. one and that really stressed me out because i was like well i don't have anything like that uh, <laughs> hey nobody does, <laughs> no one does. Yeah, nobody does nightmare. yeah that he's yeah he lived in a nightmare town yeah. That he seemed to enjoy it, it you know, it did good things for him, but it's not anybody else's experience. <laughs> my him. mom recently called me and she was like, these are the two things I want to do the next time I'm in LA. And I'm serious about this. One, I want to go to the magic castle. I was like, okay. Two, I need to meet that guy who was on rough stuff, <laughs> who lived in the woods or whatever, their wilderness mountain. She was like appalled. 
Oh, that's amazing. That's so You're going to have to make that happen, right? Yeah. yeah maybe maybe that'll be like Rough Stuff Live. We can book right. a theater. Just, oh. And just have, have your mom, <laughs> have your mom yes. yell at Soren for yes. 90 minutes. Yes, yes, That would be yes. great. Uh, I would enjoy that. Maybe that could be uh, the next Small Beans like Patreon goal. Yeah. <laughs> fly, fly Debbie fly Griffith mom, yeah, yeah. out here to yell at Soren Bowie. Right. Uh, <laughs> I want that so bad. Yeah. <laughs> he deserves it. Um, <laughs> But let's let's uh, talk about you a little bit. I know everyone can say, I feel like everyone we talked to is like, oh, I'm still in an awkward phase. But like, what was your, do you feel like you had a peak of uh, humiliation? I think, yeah, I think everybody did. I, I, I struggled with this, with thinking of stuff because yeah. I don't have shame, I don't think. Like, good. Oh, good for you. Good. Like, yeah. I... I've done shameful things, but there's very rarely are things that I look back on and I'm like, oh God, because I, I don't know what it is. I, I, I put myself in a lot of situations that I wanted to be in early on. I went to like, you know, elementary school, you don't have a choice in that. Um, and then I went to a junior high and it was like the town high school and it was like football and all that, right. the jock stuff. It was like out of a movie. Mm. And after middle school, I was like, no, I'm not doing this. And so right. like my parents, I don't know if they brought it to me or I asked, but I wanted to change schools and I went to a performance arts charter school. Uh, oh, there are two of you. Really? Did you? I went to a magnet school, but oh, okay. performing arts. Yes. Yeah. And after that, it was just like a real good time because it's like the yeah. teachers don't give a fuck and yeah. like it's real laid back. Yeah, you guys are all embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, but we don't know it. You don't know it. No, you guys just say it. stuff to me and I'm like, that's you, Yeah, you horrible. have to be really working at it to be the most embarrassing person at a performing arts school. Yes. Like yeah. you really need to be like putting for like the work yeah. you right. have to do. And they, they were very good about not having the same social... Right. situations or hierarchy as high school it was very accepting we had an annual drag show that was really really cool that's cool uh, well good for you guys <laughs> i know a real like in western massachusetts real liberal that said middle school at the regular high school yeah. has to be it that has yeah. to be that's before i the, figured yeah. out like punk rock because i got into punk and once i got into punk it was like oh, yeah I you had your niche out. yeah um but until then i think for those couple years I think, I guess I could be called a goth at Ooh. that point. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a bad time to wear a trench coat all the time. Oh, no. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the first year I was walking around in a trench coat with like really shitty hair, like slipped yeah. back, uh, real edgelord shit. Uh, and then Columbine happened, and I was like, oh, no. Suddenly, everybody was real nice to me at school. Yeah. <laughs> People were like, hey, Dave, how you, how you feeling how, lately? How are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Checking in. We're friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're cool. Uh, they, did they, like, ban trench coats at your school? Because I know there were, there were things we weren't allowed to wear. We had... And trench coats was one of them. I remember we had shooter drills. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was, like, the first time it had happened. Uh, the trench coats, they didn't, they didn't ban it, I don't think. What happened is I remember like sitting down with teachers and them having like conversations with me. And they, I guess they determined, because I was also really into horror movies and gore and stuff like that. Right. Holy and shit, when, so you were like checking every box. Well, that was the thing they realized is because I got into like movie making and stuff at an yeah. early age, yeah. making videos with my, fr my best friend. And so once they realized that, I think they were like, oh, right. he's just like a nerd. You're just yeah. doing a... Th yeah. He's You're harmless. He's yeah. a coward. He's fine. 
He's just, wow. Yeah, he's just some nerd with a camcorder. Right. Uh, it's also Massachusetts, so I don't know where I would gotten a gun. I mean, they're, yeah. they're available, but... Connecticut. No, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> New Hampshire, actually. New Hampshire is okay. yeah, Texas yeah, of New England. I don't know the bureaucracies of... Not the bureaucracy, but the uh, hierarchy of East, right. yeah. East Coast states. New, uh, New Hampshire is where you get your guns, you get your scratch tickets. Oh, you yeah. can get your scratch tickets in Massachusetts. You get yeah. your cheap cigarettes, you get your fireworks, and you get your cocaine. And yeah. this is all like an hour drive away? Yeah. Yeah, that's insane to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, in Texas, you can do all that at the Kroger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in Florida, it's just whatever corner you find oh, yourself sweet, out. sweet <laughs> Florida. Know. Yeah, Florida, it's whatever uh, police boat you've hopped onto that day. <laughs> I, have, I, I lived in Florida for a year, and I have so many, like, white guy weapons that I got from stores and, oh, yeah. like, like, nunchucks type of thing or, like, brass knuckles. I had no idea. Different like, yeah. kind of knives. I had yeah, no yeah, idea yeah, yeah. that brass knuckles were illegal. I paperweights, thought, technically. Yeah, I yeah. yeah, I thought they were just ev- something that you know you just had people had. It's in your garage. To show off. It's yeah. like yeah, next to your like power drill lawnmower, like mm, random like butterfly knife. People brought them to school. Someone <laughs> 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 having oh, a parent school, and this was not like this was a fancy prep school. This wasn't right. So they were just showing off. Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so. This goth phase, it, was it just like horror movies or were you like full South Park into the cure? No, uh, I never got... <laughs> all right, I think what it is, my sister who's... I have an older sister by, I think like three years or yeah. something. So she would have her friends over. They would watch uh, horror movies like The Evil Dead and Halloween and all that. And and she was a little gothy. Um, I think I think she was a bad kid in school, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Uh, and Get so her like on. her friends, I... <laughs> got to know and then I sort of knew the style more and I didn't listen to the I listened to Nick Cave a lot oh mm. I, I still love Nick Cave yeah, yeah I started listening to Nick Cave in fifth grade oh that's early yeah yeah, yeah. that was a senior year of college discovery for oh, me yeah. so yeah <laughs> I did because I was really into the X-Files and oh, the X-Files soundtrack yeah. has a Nick Cave song in it mm. um, this is all adding up yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, especially into the David Bell that I know today yeah. uh, we're song. connecting the dots yeah right but I think those few years, it was very like internet edgelord because the internet was in yeah. full swing. So I know me and my friend had like a really edgy web page, um, oh. like, like with the dark, like dark web page with like the right, yeah, like the Offspring Smash font, like of like real crackly font, yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. That. But uh, I can see this. Like yeah. this is very easy to picture for me. Yeah. What did you get? What was the web page about? Oh, I don't even know. I bet there was poetry on it. Oh, I bet there was, I bet there was like stories I, and like I I I'm pray that web page doesn't exist anymore. I don't think. Yeah, it does. you've never looked it up. See, I was gonna no, ask. It was like what's an angel fire. It was like an angel oh, okay, fire. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's probably gone. Yeah. Uh, did anybody like in your school find? Was this like? Yes, the principal. Oh no! Oh shit! <laughs> he commented on it to me, which was kind of scary because we had a we found a blueprint of the high school and posted on there again around Columbine. Yeah, not <laughs> not great looks. Yeah. Not great looks. Yeah. And my uh, friend didn't actually go to the high school. He he went to a different school, so it was just all on me. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so in your like high school, were you then like the loner like this, or did you have a community of goths? I had of a community, goths? not okay. goths, but like <laughs> you know that I went to. It's all small. I, my elementary yeah. school class was I think like ten kids. Yeah, uh, and so it was just like the same freaking ten kids every time. And then yeah. and then 
the high school is like four towns that came together. And of course, okay. those are all the yeah. towns that we all played like sports against each other and yeah. stuff. Are they all called like East Lake, West Lake, North Lake, South Lake? No, High, whatever. no. It's, it's, this is the sticks. Like it's all yeah. just, <laughs> they're all, it's hills and woods. And I've yeah. spent a lot of time wandering in the woods. Uh, <laughs> Just because that's what you do. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, and you know, everybody's kind of far away because there's it's there's like I didn't live in like a suburb. It was like the country. It was yeah. yeah. Okay. It was I could go outside and scream, and the neighbors couldn't hear me. And yeah. It was awesome when I got older. Right. Everything uh, you have said thus far on this podcast is putting you on lists. Yeah. Several. Uh-huh. It is all. This <laughs> is a profile we're building here on you. List of cool kids. Is yeah. What it is. Yeah. Yeah, so then what was, so you you had your little, like, click of who were the people in the school, the middle school? <sighs> Man, I don't even know. Um, yeah. I met, I met a few friends there, and it was, like, outcasts. It was right. theater kids that I started, and they, I think they're the ones who got me, who told me about the other school, because then when I transferred mm. to that school, right. they were there, too, so they, we kind of went together. Um, and it was a small handful and, um, yeah, they were kind of gothy, kind of punk. Um, and then there's like the holdover middle school people, but it really came down to, I, I've had a friend since second grade that I still know. Yeah. And so it's sort of always just been me and him. Right. Um, more than anything else. Like there's plenty of other friends and stuff, but it was that like the weekends and stuff. I'd hang out with him. Yeah. All right. So then that like transition into the theater school. Uh, yeah, you get there, things are great. Everyone's weird. Looking it's like back, ninth grade. Yeah. yeah, looking back on it now, though, is there anything that you are like, yeah, that was probably weird? Jeez. Um, uh, did you not listen to anything he just said? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> he put yeah. the blueprints of his school on a dark, edgy yeah, goth website. See, that's where it was the weirdest. Once yeah. I got to ninth grade, <laughs> it was like coming out of my shell. Because again, yeah. uh, I had hippie parents. They were very, very laid back. Okay. Uh, Hippie, hippie ass school. We had like film critique class, which really, really helped for me. Yeah. It, the, the way the school worked is it had extra like two hours every day and it would get out early for the summer. And those extra two hours was meant for like a bigger class, like film critique, or I took fencing, uh-huh. uh, stage combat, all of that crap. Uh, and it was just so lovey dovey that like to rebel, you had to basically be conservative. Right. Like you had to be like. <laughs> You yeah. had to like just you be had to a put football on a MAGA player. hat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. A MAGA hat. I, I, actually, I actually had a theology professor in college because I had to take theology to get my degree. Um, and because trust me, I wasn't like oh signing up for the theology classes. Yeah. But my um, professor was a priest, and he grew oh. up in a very like hippie, liberal, super secular community. And like, literally he was like, I wanted to rebel. And the only way to rebel was like to join the church. Right. There, oh, wow. And it stuck, of, obviously. Yeah. Or the other way is like, uh, um, a lot of punk bands around Massachusetts would be like really like offensive shit is how mm, they yeah. do it. And they wouldn't necessarily believe in the stuff they were saying. They were just like, this is the only way to shock people. Right. Mm. Well, that's where, Punk gets its bad rap, I right. imagine, with merging with that neo-Nazi culture. Oh yeah, I've yeah. I mean, I know well, you definitely have some stories about that. I've I, run into my fair share of Nazis. Yeah, what was yes. that? What? 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 
I well, this well, is no, no, no. Later what? in life, what? 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 clashing, clashing, run into. Yeah. Not, well, all right, I do have one. Like, this is this is skipping years ahead because yeah. I got into like the British punk, and we like me and that friend from second grade went to England and like spent a month there and went to shows and Shit. stuff. That's so cool. And, like, that is cool, man. Yeah, we were probably like twenty something, early early twenties, um, yeah. and then also around that time we like we we would go to punk shows and stuff, but those. The music, it was like uh, Coxbar and the Addicts and the Business, yeah. and they're they're oi skinhead bands, so they're not Nazis, um, but they attract a lot of Nazi yeah. skinheads. Mm. So you'd they a lot of the time they'd like keep them out of the show and stuff. But like I remember I was in New Jersey at a festival and we were everybody was sleeping in the parking lot and I had a wonderful conversation with this guy and we talked for like an hour yeah. and he was like it was great meeting you and he turned around swastika on the back <gasps> of the head as he walked away oh. I was just like great great Dave oh, way, to, it way to have a conversation with a Nazi Dave <laughs> that was awful. Maybe he was like a very old school Buddhist. No, no, no. It went the, it went the, the Nazi way. It didn't go the Buddhist way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Don't you hate when that happens? Wait, wait, yeah. All yeah. of a sudden, you you learn how to identify Nazis from not like not yeah. just having swastikas. <laughs> Other ways. I mean, they identify themselves pretty proudly. For the yeah, most part, yeah, they are proud boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the Nazis of today, yeah, they're they're yeah. easier to identify. But like when you're at a punk scene, because yeah. skinheads regular, it's like, a look. Yeah, yeah, skinheads came before Nazis, and mm-hmm. and they and they like branched off. So the skinheads have the shaved head, the suspenders, the boots, and everything. But it's they like the hate color, Nazis. Yeah, but like, isn't it like the color shoelaces? Is that's of- that's part. I've heard that. Yeah. Suspenders indicate if they're ready to fight or not. If the suspenders are down, that means I think they want to fight. I always looked for um, spiderweb tattoos on the elbows or anything that was prison tattoos because usually those were the Nazis. Not always, but usually. I don't have these problems at my Smash Mouth concerts. This is like a whole new (laughs) world I'm learning. You don't know. You don't know. Oh, shit. If Smash Mouth is secretly like into some neo-Nazi shit. There might be some Nazis at a Smash Mouth concert. You never know. I mean, if if there's an ace of bass Nazi connection... Mm. Oh uh, no! Yeah, I feel like it's a slippery, it's a slippery slope no, for you. Uh, plug for Smash Mouth on their Twitter. They're uh, pretty liberal and very kick-ass, very vocal <laughs> about very good their. At that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> before this becomes a Smash Mouth podcast, as Sarah has pitched, I'm pitching, I'm pitching so pitching. many times. There's be. a huge audience for it. It's there, me, Guy Fieri, <laughs> others, suburban moms, and others, my friends. <laughs> Let's, they would uh, not listen to that. Speaking of punk rock, then how's this transition? <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk like when you dove into that. Right. What What was that transition from? Like, I feel like theater boy and punk rocker. They don't go as hand in hand. The as punk you might rock think. came before. I was never a theater. I I wasn't that into theater. I was into yeah. film, and yeah. this school also offered film stuff. Gotcha. And photography. Then I became like a theater techie because it was like it was the same. Thing to do. Yeah. Theater was like the football of this school, so it was like everybody gets involved. If theater is the football of every school, I yeah. think, right? Yeah, is that not? Yeah. That's um, why they have so much funding for the arts in public yeah. schools. I, I was trying to pin this down. I think I was in seventh grade, and it was back in the other school. And the, that, that school had an annual trip to Washington, D.C. for the yeah. grade. That, that uh, whatever, I think it was seventh grade. So we went, and I think one of the off days, we went to the mall. And I bought a Punkarama CD. Sorry, like the shopping mall, not yeah, like the like DC. Yeah, like the shopping, okay. shopping yeah. mall. Yeah. Not like the mall, but no, yeah, 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 no. a shopping mall. 
So I bought a punk CD there, and I, I, I think it was like I was still making the transition slowly, right? Because like a lot of like Nick Cave is kind of punkish, and then my cousins were getting into punk, so they were like, right? And and it became, and at that point, it was like a, it was really like trying everything out. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder what, I wonder if I like Prodigy, and you know right. what, I do like Prodigy, but not in, not in the same, not way. as much. Yes. So it was a lot of that, and then uh, my, I think my friend who I knew through since second grade was like, check out the Dead Kennedys. And yeah, then, that's a and then, yeah your classic intro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then um, I think my cousin was showing me uh, Crass. And they were. It was all so weird. Um, yeah. And then there was like the offspring and some of the punk, the poppy stuff yeah. was in there as well. Yeah. I I, I lived the, in that pop punk world. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've <laughs> I, been to the Warp Tour a lot of times. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I I skateboarded around listening to. <laughs> <laughs> I was a never, lot of pop punk. I never quite did that. Like I was never into Blink One Eighty Two. Like yeah. at the Warp Tour, I gravitated towards like anti-flag and like the stuff that yeah. would uh, end up being more like crass, right. the more hardcore punk. Yeah, the I more feel British stuff. I feel like that stuff has a uh, more longevity because now that's sh- like the pop punk I listen to is like, oh yeah, now it's just nostalgia and it's not actually like good. Or if they're making right. music, it is just pop now. Right, it's mm. not yeah. terrible, but there was that point. There yeah. was that point where MTV like harnessed yeah. punk. And I remember mm. being so young and dumb to be yeah. like mad about that. But I remember being mad about that. Oh, yeah. That is like a classic teenage thing to be mad about. Right. Well, I think it, being mad at MTV, though, was like the American experience, like from yeah. Gen X all the way to Z. You know, like everyone's always mad at <laughs> I don't know if yeah. Z is, yeah, Z gets mad at MTV. But I, 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 Gen Z doesn't watch Mad TV. You're right. They don't Matt watch television. TV. <laughs> Matt, MTV, whatever the fuck. They also don't watch Mad, Matt TV. Mad TV, yeah. No, I, I do remember. This is so embarrassing because the band is not good, and you'll all remember this. Uh, what was the band? I think they were called like Cobra Starship. That's what they were called. Yes, they were called Cobra Starship, and I thought they were super like cool and indie. I don't know that. I don't no, know no that. this this is like early two thousand stuff. Uh, okay. Uh, and then MTV played them, and it was like, no, this is my band. MTV can't commercialize them <laughs> yes, like that. that is... Meanwhile, the song they played had uh, the star of Gossip Girl, Leaden Meester, in it. And I... Oh yeah, it was. Um... <laughs> Bad girls, good girls, something. Oh, it was some something like in that vein of like. Yeah, it was a hot, hot garbage, and there would be these concerts that were like thirty minutes away that were fifteen dollars. So me and my friend would go all the time, and it was like the main and all time low. Right, uh, and like shit pop punk bands, but that my parents were like, well, they're going to that and not parties, so yeah. that's probably fine. Very true. I love a good like. Yeah. Did you do the base like church basement punk shows? Like I my did cousins not. had a punk band that they would just always play like church basements. Oh no! Yeah. I remember in college I would go to basement shows a lot. Oh yeah, that was a big thing in in the Philly scene is uh, basement shows with mm. your local uh, with your schools or whatever local bands. Right, where it's like two bucks at the door. Yeah, and, and it's just like, like a gross like sweaty band. Yeah, a, yeah, a band shoved in a corner, and you're just <laughs> like everyone is sweating on you, <laughs> and your beer is like half sweat, half beer. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. My my friend, the same friend, had a punk band. He was the lead singer of a punk band in college, and I didn't go to the same college as him. I just hung around it a lot yeah. and didn't get a degree. Uh, <laughs> but they would play in the the in it. It was uh, Hampshire College, which is a very very like I think it's closing down, but it's a hippie ass college. Yeah, um, it sounds like it. Honestly, yeah. just from the name. The where I come from, this was this was the thing is that there's five colleges. 
uh, Smith College, which is an all-girls yeah. school, uh, Hampshire College, University of Massachusetts, Mount Holyoke, Holyoke. Yeah. Uh, and Amherst. And people always joked how it's the five Scooby-Doo uh, characters. Ah. Because Amherst is preppy like Freddie. Um, uh, Smith College, all girls, school like um, uh, Daph- not Daphne. Daphne. It's gotta Daphne. Be Velma. 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 Sorry, Velma. Velma. Yeah, yeah, feminist. All girls, yeah. feminist school. Um, Mount Holyoke was an all girls school that was less known for that. It was yeah. the Velma or the Daphne, sorry. Um, Hampshire was... Uh, Shaggy because it was the hippie college, and nice. then the stupid dog was UMass. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But yeah, so they would play punk shows there in like the rec rooms or whatever, and it'd be this mix of like hippie kids, like and people there to mosh, and it was just a fucking disaster. Yeah, I remember one of those shows in Philly. It was like at a small venue, and I was in the front for a show, and there was like a mosh pit happening that I got sucked into because always the smallest girl at the show <laughs> ends oh, up no. getting sucked in. And the lead singer literally stopped and they were like, hey, everyone, oh, let her out. Oh, let no, her no, out. That. And I just like, my like guy friend that I went with just like pulled me out. <laughs> you were like, that person in the mosh yeah. pit that they have to stop everything. Yeah, they stopped go, everything because mm. it's always, there's always the tiniest girl there is going to get sucked in right. somehow. Like you just get caught in an orbit and you're just like the thing going into the gravitational pull. Like, Oh my god! At the warp tour, the pits—you never know when they're gonna break out, and everybody yeah. shoves each other at first. Yeah. I, my first pit was like it's a nightmare at first until yeah. you figure it out. <laughs> figure out what happens, and you just got to start throwing bows and fists. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always did fine in a mosh pit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you like I, I never had a problem. I had one problem. I got knocked out uh, during Rancid at the warp tour. Oh, Jesus! Yeah, I got. You well, got hit by actually, a flying skank. It was yeah, <laughs> skank. Kind of. It was two skanking. people ran into each other, and my head was between them. Oh, oh no! Shit. And then I just remember being like outside of the pit, and someone <laughs> like, "Hey, are you all right, man?" And I was just like, I, "I, I guess." Like it was like a blackout. Yeah. So, I know you. Uh, you described so, like the period in your time that you like in your life that uh, you look back on with right. the most shame. I'm really trying to, yeah, yeah. let's get like I'm trying <laughs> to find, dig around with my yeah. finger and find the shame for you guys. Let's uh, let's dig into it because it sounds like it was during that period where you're off in London. Uh, I mean, like the that, punk right. rock phase would be. I'm sure I did a lot of shameful things, yeah. and I just don't remember them because of alcohol. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that'll do it. And that goes well into my twenties because London. London, I remember was fun. Um, yeah, it's a lot of drugs. Yeah, uh, a lot of like stand out. We went to a squat house punk show that was awesome, uh, but. I mean, we got mugged, um, but that, <laughs> the guy wasn't successful. I've been what? two people have tried to mug me, and they <laughs> how do you how are they not successful? They yeah. just didn't get your money. Yeah, because we didn't have any. The first oh time, God, again, it's Lon- so smart. the first one's in London, so he didn't have anything to threaten us with. He yeah. was like, "I'm gonna punch you guys," and we were on our way home. We had our train money puck- tucked into our socks. And we had no other money. That's why yeah. we were going home. Because the squat, the, no, the hostel was like, you guys can't be here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so we were sleeping on the street overnight. And my friend was throwing up because we're pretty sure he had pneumonia. Jesus. And, um, oh, my God. Dark, uh, yeah, was, these are dark times. <laughs> yeah. But fun times. They were pretty fun. I look yeah. back at it with fondness. This was yeah. the end of the trip. And we were giving, that was the thing, we had some extra change and we were stupidly just giving them to people on the street and someone <laughs> caught word of it and this guy wanted four pounds and we had just given everything away. 
So he started like grabbing us and calling us names and saying he was going to punch us. And we were like kind of between a rock and a hard place because we were like, we don't like we obviously right. we had the money in our um, socks, but we needed that. So we we're just yeah. like, man, we don't have any money. And he just gave up and walked away. Is he, so he was one guy? It's just one really swole dude. Okay. He could have beat us up. Okay. That's, that's what uh, I was yeah. wondering. I was like, yeah. that's a. We were, that's, we were all like. Yeah, we had. Yeah, but as slept. an American, you have to minimum have a knife. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. Yeah, we it, we had nothing. Yeah, and he he didn't seem to have anything, so it was like a stalemate. Yeah, we had our <laughs> luggage with us, but he didn't want to steal our luggage uh, because what are you going to do it with was, a bunch of clothes? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what a bad mugger! I feel like not you a had good a, mugger. Yeah, yeah, I feel like you had to back that claim up. And also, I like the idea of like a British guy, like I'll punch you. Yeah, like, Oi. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he, yeah, he had that accent. It was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> can't take it too seriously. Yeah, you can't be threatened by that right. unless it's like in a Guy Ritchie movie. You yeah. know, that's mm-hmm. the only time. Yeah, that, unless it's that Jason works. Statham. You need yeah. way fast edits and yeah. quick cuts in order for that to be intimidating. <laughs> yeah, to that, yeah. Some cool music in there. Right, but right. Yeah. Some sick needle drop. Yeah. But yeah, do you have anything that uh, sticks out? From London, specifically? Or, or from basically that, that period in the, your... I mean, probably the most devastating period is a few years later. Um, and now we're going into the 20s. Because I basically... Going back to high school real quick, it was, it was going to that performance arts school. And yeah. then like in ninth grade, I got a girlfriend and then we dated throughout high school. And that was just that. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like, I was, you know, those couples that in high school that are just, that's them. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that protects you from so much. It I feel does. like. It, it really especially does. you have a girl in your life in that like kind of transitionary period to yeah. like, you it know. It was very helpful. Uh, yeah. And so the awkwardness, and then I dropped out of high school. I got my GED. Yeah. Uh, and then just hung out a lot. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I. Going into, uh, I'm trying to think of dumb shit I did during that time. I made a short film that was awful. Oh. Yeah. Oh, did you show it? It was anyway? an hour-long film. It's oh, that's probably not short. still out there. Yeah. That's not It short. was made by getting really drunk and writing like conversations between people. That and this is, is just classic. like Hemingway. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's fucking key like it's prime Tarantino era yeah, yeah. and so the dialogue was just the worst yeah uh, just I was, I was so smart I was so smart you're so good did <laughs> yeah. you did you one I have two questions what describe the was there a plot yeah what's the pitch <laughs> no yeah. There was no plot. It was an abstract film. It was oh, like that's so deep, man. Yeah. It's just people living their lives. Can you guess if it had color? No way. No, that wouldn't be cool. No, it wouldn't be cool. That wouldn't be like Kevin Smith. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, yeah, Kevin Smith was an influence of as course, well. Of course, yeah. Hell yeah. I think I filmed it over a year because I would just find people to be in it. Uh, and what people were they, would agree. Yeah, what were they doing? It what? was. I was also. I, I probably the best influence of it all was yeah. Monty Python because I was thinking of it now for something right. completely different, where everything's kind of connected from one thing to the next. Oh yeah. Okay. So that enabled me to just shoot stuff right. in little chunks and then find it later. <laughs> yes, and find connections. So like, I had one friend who was the through line who was there for most of it, but we were just shooting random people's houses. I think we shot the movie theater I worked at. Uh, <laughs> 
And so, it was, yeah. it's just awful. That's a long time, too. An hour of that? <laughs> An yeah. hour of that. What? I think I, I made my parents watch it. Yeah, like, I was going to, that was my yeah. follow-up. And again, like, there's like real edgy, I'm a white guy who has absolutely no experience in the world yeah, in a very yeah. liberal place. Like, Western Mass, very liberal, yeah. very white yes. at the same time. Yeah, 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 so yeah. it's like, very, like, and then I'm in the years where I'm trying to be edgy, and it's just yeah. a disaster. It's not working. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But since I went to a performance art school, I'm not going to name names, but there's some people in it who went on to do acting jobs. Oh. Yeah. Mm, blind <laughs> Rel- item. Yeah. Release think, the film. Exactly. That's that's all I could think of. I was like, there's people who are just as invested in that never seeing the light of yeah. day as yeah, me. Yeah, seriously. Did you... Yeah, that was my next question because I'm still... What was the through line that you found? There's no... It's just sketches. It's, it's just, just sketches. It okay. was stories within stories within stories. So okay. it was people like... Ta- it would be bookended and bookended and oh bookended my God. and bookended. That's insufferable. Yeah, wow. oh, it, it was insufferable. The, in my in my defense, it was supposed to be funny. Yeah, and I had imagined it as kind of a spoof on experimental films. Yep. I remember okay. I'd seen the movie Begotten. Have you ever seen Begotten? I don't think I have. No. Begotten is don't don't see Begotten. Yeah, it's, okay. it's good, but it's uh, it's hard to watch. And it's the director went on to do Shadow of the Vampire. If you remember that with Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Um, and it's very high contrast, grainy black and white. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I can, I can picture it. Yeah. And I was surrounded by people who were doing it better than me. Like my cousin yep. did films kind of similar, mm-hmm. but they were like actually good. He would like yeah. shoot on film and stuff like that. Because I think he was going to film school at the time. And one of my classmates was better at yep. it. Here's, so, I don't know. I think it's impossible to make a good short film at whatever age yeah. that was like pre this, or that's po- what we have to tell ourselves so we don't feel like failures now yeah. well yeah because i also made a horrible horrible short films that mm. my question for you and i will follow up with my own story about this but did you show it like was there a screening no well okay. we did we, we were very <laughs> we were very i'd go to this performance art school and it'd get out around one or two and i'd take the bus to one or two like I said, it it, go, it gets out later than, or maybe it was Earth? more, or maybe it was later actually. I don't know. I, it's early. We got out oh. at like th- three. I don't know. I was at school I at like, like five a.m. to three p.m. ish. Oh really? Seven ish, three ish is like your. We got out when we got out. Maybe yeah, it was more like four. We just left. They were just um, like, yeah. Honestly, at a performing arts school, yeah. Some <laughs> yeah. days we yeah. just left. Yeah. And I go into the neighboring town, and it was it was a real cool town, and like we do a lot, we just like on the streets a lot and we'd like just hang out and people would meet each other up and mm-hmm. you'd like yeah. buy weed and stuff and this is like 16 to 18 ish and we would sell the movie in a dvd oh. on the street like a zine oh. we'd give it away so who knows who has it that uh. is interesting and better because the way that we would show our short films in college or not in college uh, in college it was a screening but in yeah. uh high school we made one for it was like a homecoming filmmaking competition and i was like i'm all over this <laughs> meanwhile there's so much cursing in this film that we almost got suspended for it because like every other word is a curse word and i went to a very strict school <laughs> and now watching it i was like this isn't like you're just overloading it it was just right. like kids who first learned how to curse yeah yeah uh, and then the second one was played uh it was an inception spoof uh oh. that we played uh, at like our pre-graduation ceremony in high school. So all our teachers, our parents, and everybody watched it. 
the students all thought it was hilarious because it was just inside jokes. And then I just remember the room in this church being silent. And for some reason, (laughs) in this very Jewish school, we were in a church for our post-graduation ceremonies. But the space was available. The space was available. And probably cheap. It played to silence. And, you know, it was a good way to learn that feeling before going off to be like, and everyone's right. like, so where are you going to school? Oh, I'm going to film school. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, boy. Oh, good for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like a tip for anybody listening to this in their teens, don't make, just don't do it. Don't make a movie. Don't do it. No, <laughs> no, you have to. You must. You have to because you need to know what it tastes like to eat shit. You need yeah. to know yeah. what shit tastes well, like and get that taste young. You don't necessarily know what you're tasting shit until you get older. No, though. yeah. And, yeah. That's the thing. And you might, find yeah. it in a file deep in your computer. Well, yeah. like wine. It, it has to age and then it's yes. like, mm, delicious wine. Your delicious shit, you need shit. to make it, yep. have it age low and be like, oh, yuck, shit. <laughs> this is shit. I don't want to eat shit. Recently, <laughs> one of those movies was like reposted because Sarah and I oh, were lucky no. enough uh, to be in high school at the time where you could upload things to YouTube. So oh. they're still on there in there forever. Oh, yeah, man. I need to chase I a few was... things down, quite frankly. It's not yeah. easy to get stuff off YouTube. No. Uh, it's next to impossible. Uh, so it got posted to like our class Facebook page and everyone's like, this is great. This is hilarious. And oh, I'm like, you guys are idiots. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm lucky to have missed that. Yeah, uh, I think I I think Live Journal was the the only yeah. thing. Yeah, I was, was on like, Live Journal. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, that's all gone. I think yeah, Sarah and I were hit that sweet spot where we got all of it. We got Live Journal, yeah. Zanga, Z- through through Friendster, through MySpace, oh, and then into no. YouTube. So we just our entire lives you can find somewhere. Did you guys ever have a period of your life in your youth where you could go out and do stuff and you didn't have a phone? Yes. Okay, so you still remember that being untethered. Well, okay, yeah. I had a phone. I actually got a phone in fifth grade. That's young. But oh, a wow. prepaid phone that was for calling my mom. So, right. yes, in that I would be out and not looking at my phone, but I think I did actually always have a phone, but for the very specific purposes of, like, calling my parents. Okay. That, yeah. I think I had that later, um, but there was there was a time where I was... Again, I would get out of school and like every Friday I'd get out and go hang out with friends and it was just like my parents had agreed to be like, yeah, we'll pick you up at this time. Yes, that definitely was still like, you know, we're going to pick you up at this time. But I could also call and be like, hey, it's going to be a little bit later earlier. I think my parents were also very lucky in that they had this anxiety ridden uh, crazy child who was like, (laughs) if you're not there at one time, I'm going to freak out. I'm going to have a panic attack. Like I remember my parents being like 10 minutes late to drop off and me like borderline in tears (laughs) being like, where were you? (laughs) They left me. They forgot me. They're never coming back. No, I remember carrying my, like my, oh my God, this was like a whole ordeal. But when I turned 16, I got a Canon Rebel XTI because I wanted a DSLR for ages I wound up being the two-time editor of the yearbook, Braga. Nice. Cool. Um, Congratulations. And that camera is like my baby angel. I brought it to school with me every single day and took photos of my friends every single day and would upload to Facebook probably like once a month. And Ooh. I think now like, dude, if I had an iPhone, like curtains to that, that would I wouldn't have to take my camera right. anywhere. You know? Like, th- like th- oh, those, yeah. those things like... In a weird, like, because I always was able to contact my parents, but there are some things that it's like, if I had the phone I had now, back then, you know, what right. would be different? Yes. I, I mean, I, I scrolled down my Facebook before yeah. coming here, and it, 
it does start at a fortunate point. Ooh, where does I it start? Well, I didn't take a lot of I didn't take a lot of pictures, but I had a friend who took a lot of pictures. Yeah, that's because yeah, I'm the same way. Where yeah. I don't you're, have, you're two kinds of people in the world: the people who take the photos, people who are in the photos. But that's right. where because then you don't have control. What I've realized from being that person, you don't have control over what gets posted. So it's always you in a corner not paying attention, mm. and yes. so it's just an awful photo of you, just like. Ooh. My Facebook begins with some of the drunkest photographs of a human being. <laughs> Holy shit! Amazing. Yeah, this is like early. 20s this was yeah. where i got the brand on me the oh. G. oh my um, god yes that was, this was later this i felt like because i was talking to some people before coming here and yeah. i briefly mentioned this and they were like that's probably what you should talk about even though again i don't feel any shame yeah no shame but no, we you had, have a brand on you yeah. there we want to hear that story yeah yep. i kind of have to yeah. um this was a punk house. It mm. was with my, my friends in second grade and his, basically his band. And we had a tradition that started actually before me of naming our houses. Of their, course. Their first yeah. apartment, which didn't, I didn't live at, was Rocket House. And that was based off That's of cool. a Simpsons uh, episode. And then Very this cool. one was called Garbage House because it was garbage. Gotcha. Uh, okay, we, that's deep. Yeah. 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 And real quick, what was the band's name? Uh, rectal mucus. Hell yeah. It's a good <laughs> band. This band, uh, for example, uh, I should note, this band has been around from different names since the 80s. Okay. My friend Sven, who is probably 50 at this point, lived with us, and he was uh, much older, always been a punk. He wrote a book about being a punk. It's a really hard-to-find book, but it's really good. Mm. As in, as is a punk book. Yes. Hard to find. Super it's, underground. Yeah, it's about being a punk in the 80s. And um, so it was... Three of us, but then we had someone sleeping in the hallway, um, someone sleeping on the couch, usually like, uh, uh, you know, whoever they're, they're dating was also right. there. Yeah, yeah, uh, like 18 people in that. Yeah. Yes, and that, that's how it got, is we'd have a party almost every night after right. a while. And it got, we, 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 we went through probably six or seven love seats in a year because we broke them. Jesus. Because oh, wow. Because we, we had a tradition. We would get blackout drunk every night. And we would put on music. And when um, the song Damaged by Black Flag would come on, because it was always yeah. on, it was on um, random. Yeah. It was an unsaid rule that we would have a dog pile. We would jump on each other and start moshing and start breaking stuff. <laughs> New people would not know about this. Uh, and oh, they would get yeah. to know about it very quickly. So we broke coffee tables. Somehow I, have a TV, I had a TV in that room that never got touched. Oh, I don't know how. Respectful. I think, I think yeah. everybody liked video games, so everybody was like, yeah. oh, the TV. Uh, the code. Yeah, it's, it's the current, like, you have your phone in your pocket, can't push yeah. you in the pool. Like. Yeah. We had holes in the walls. Yeah. We, we, uh, we got our deposit back because we were all, <laughs> we were very what? handy. We were very handy, so we just took a bunch of... That never happens. <laughs> what we did is, it was really funny, is the last day our landlord comes in, the day before we have to be gone, and we're just playing video games. Everything's still there, and he's like you know, you guys have to be here, uh, be gone tomorrow. And we're all like, yeah. And then the next day he showed up, empty and clean. Wow. <laughs> the magic secret was Adderall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the moral of the story was Adderall. Yeah. Um, but we decided, because in the movie Suburbia, they get brand, brands. Yeah. So we decided to get a brand. So with a coat hanger on the oven, they, ah. we, made a, we made a G. And it looks more like a six- yeah. And mine looks the best out of all of them now because yeah. I volunteered to go first. I the others got infected because, <gasps> you know, when you keep burning someone with the same, the same thing. Yeah, flesh yeah. keeps getting yeah. burnt into your own burning flesh. Yeah. 
Oh my God. Jesus. How, were you able to like stay with like, or did you like flinch? I didn't flinch. We were, we were probably drinking. Were, yeah. I mean, I imagine. I remember one of my friends. <laughs> you had yeah. to be drunk. Yeah. One, well, idea. one of my friends wasn't. One of my friends um, who had lived there and then moved out. We call him. We're like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm in my PJs. I'm getting ready for bed. I got to work in the morning." We're like, "Okay, well, we're all getting brands, uh, and we need you here." And he's just like, "Okay, I'll be there in ten minutes." And like, just, <laughs> just like, "All right, how's it going?" <laughs> I guess yeah, I yeah, let's yeah, get this over with. Quick. Yeah, yeah, because I know a couple idiots who have done that thing, and none of them—they never turn out good because everyone is unprepared for the pain and like flinches. Right. You, yeah. you don't want to flinch. You yeah. press into it. I learned this from my mother. When I was getting my driver's <laughs> license test, my mother was like, if you're nervous about something, volunteer to go first. True. Um, and I volunteered to go first. Oh. And so then when they're like, who wants a brand? I was like, I remember the words of my mother. <laughs> she did. I don't think she appreciates that tra- yeah. transferring over. Yeah. I don't think that's what she meant. <laughs> yeah. But that's, uh, what, yeah, that what times was, at the garbage house seem. The, the that guy Sean. Um, so I had a again drinking, and this is like maybe twenty two. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't even know. Um, uh, I had a reputation. They. I think the nickname became the Bear because I had to work <laughs> in the morning. I had a respectable, like well-paying job right at that point. Yeah. Um, and so I was getting up early to go to this job with my friend Sean, who was sleeping in our hallway. Um, he was a producer. He would go in in a suit every day. They had no idea how we lived. Oh, um, yeah. Wow. And so he slept in the hallway, and we would get up at like 6 in the morning and get ready and go. And it was the night before, and I, everybody was still partying, and I had partied with them, and then I went to bed. Um, and the bear is the, the sleepwalking Dave, the Dave that uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. isn't there. Yeah. Uh, and I was... Uh, always very aggressive and my friend the one since second second grade looked down the hallway and he saw the bear walk into his room like the empty blank eyes yeah. like look down and stare at him and leave yeah and he walked in he's like dave what are you doing in my room and i was like i'm gonna piss in your room <laughs> uh, matter of fact matter of fact and he was like please don't piss in my room yeah and i was like look i just i'm gonna piss and just let <laughs> me piss in your room i was like mad about it and then he was like you can't do that i'm like i'm not gonna piss i'm gonna piss on your chair i won't piss in yeah. on the floor <laughs> But obviously, yeah. yeah, this story has obviously been told back to me, so I'm going by <laughs> yeah. other people. And they finally, somehow, like other people got involved and they, they negotiated the idea that I will go into the bathroom. Um, and they're bringing me to the bathroom. And then Sean, who had been away for like a week, had, was out there partying and he saw me and he was apparently very high and he was like, it's Dave! And he jumped on me and hugged me. And so I just beat him to the ground with my hands. I feel so bad. Um, I punched him until he was like in a crouching position. Oh, Oh, no. And I stepped over him and I went to the bathroom. Oh, my God. Then we went to work. Truly a bear. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, I said, you're in my way before punching him or something like that. Well, you're not supposed to fuck with someone who's like in a... He didn't Trance. know. He had no idea. He just saw he like He just Deja. walked into this. Yeah. Oh, Jesus we went to We went to work the next morning, yeah. me and him driving in the car. I, me having no idea what had happened, him being very quiet. Yeah. Black-eyed. <laughs> yeah. Like, so we're going to talk about this? Or yeah. Talk about right. what? Yeah, and we, we were walking into work, and he's like, remember punching me last night? <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, and he understood. 
yeah. I guess. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got it. Was that what a nice friend? When he got his own apartment, he got a really nice apartment and yeah. like lived his best life. G- yeah, and he's married. I was at his wedding. This this is doesn't count as a teen story. I wore a Hawaiian shirt to his wedding. Amazing, cool. Because I was like, "What do I wear?" And he's like, "You can wear whatever you want." So I was like, "Fuck Take you!" you I'm up on that bed. Yeah. <laughs> I show up. It's Check a black me. tie wedding. Oh. Waspy black tie wedding. Oh, and he's just like, damn. "I see you wore a, sh- a fun shirt." And I'm like, "You." Fucking asshole. <laughs> I went to a wedding recently with, uh, or a couple years ago with my family, and they're like, it's casual. It's, it was <sighs> in like, uh, it was in Martha's Vineyard. They're like, it's on a farm. It's casual. Oh, my no. brother and I were like, okay. And we showed up late and in <laughs> jeans. Yeah. <laughs> you have to lean into it at that point. We, That's, yeah. That was the only option. Oh, we were like, not close to this family. We were just like, yeah, we get some time, and this seems nice. Yeah. So we know these people it's like time to get drunk and being embarrassed yeah i I had the opposite thing happen one i've been to like only two weddings my whole life and the second one i went to was with my dad and it was like one of his like family members air quotes on family because it's really like are we really related are you actually my cousin one of those kind of things and you know i like he and i dressed like we were going to a wedding yeah like we wore a dress he wore like a collared shirt tucked in whatever and everybody else was like Chewing to tobacco. That's like, better. Yeah. That's better, though. My, That's a better yeah, way to do it. Definitely. My first job ever was filming weddings. So I've been to like a hundred weddings. I've worked now yeah. like a hundred weddings. Yeah. yeah. And they are fun when you get to stand back and observe. Yes. Yes. You get to see the drama unfold. Well, I'm, I plan weddings for a while. So Ooh. that is not fun. You, the vendor, though, are in a killer position to really... What I like about working weddings is that like in the course of a single day... You really get plugged into drama yeah. and like gossip and shit that at the end of the day, you immediately Yeah, just unplug- immediately like, forget it. Oh, yeah. This doesn't ma- It's like I watched 10 hours of General Hospital and then like my memory is wiped of it at the end right. of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. In college, I photographed a lot of uh, uh, Greek life formals. Uh, which I would always boy, call boy, boy. proms, and everyone yes. would get very mad at me, which I thought was very funny. I don't know what, yeah, I don't know what this is. It's prom. It's okay. essentially it is prom for it is, it is sororities prom. and fraternities. Yeah, it's very, oh. very stupid. Um, they have proms? They pay, basically, like part of your Greek life dues is that they put on like a social event. I think like once a year or once a semester. Yeah. And oh. basically, you basically just get dressed up and get very, very drunk yeah. at like, you know, a dance hall or something that yeah. is stupid uh, enough to rent the place out to a To a bunch of frat. college kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. And I would photograph those because uh, they would pay me like a ridiculous amount. And I was going to say, I bet that was good money. Honestly. Oh, yeah. They would pay me a stupid amount. And I was like, yeah, I kind of know how to use a camera. Not that well. <laughs> sure. Uh, they're like, but you're a film school student, we know. And I was like, I am a screenwriting student, but okay. Uh, <laughs> they're like, you technically know how to use a camera better than everybody else. Here. And know. so, yeah. yeah, I would just take like blurry pictures of uh, like drunk frat couples yeah, uh, excellent. And they would pay me five hundred dollars, and it was the best gig I've ever had. I, I only went to one formal once, and it was the first time in my whole life that I checked in with myself and was like, "Ooh, I'm getting older. Like, I feel old." Because mm-hmm. uh, it was me and my friend Liz. We accompanied our friend Andy. He was like two years younger than us. I think he was a sophomore in this frat, 
And it was going to be fun because it was like, he's bringing two older girls. This is a frat that actually... Older girls. Older by two years. But this was a frat that was actually founded a year before I had started school. So we knew the founders of the frat. Oh, no. Which actually did give us a lot of like... Oh, you got street clout. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had major clout. That's why you could bring two girls to formal. We didn't have to pay for shit because it was like, well, we know the founders and all the youngins didn't. So we did have a little kiss the ring moment with everyone else. But being at that formal and seeing all the underage girls like getting hog wild with their dates oh yeah it was uncomfortable i was like oh i know that used to be me not long ago but now it's distinctly not right and we are drinking pinot grigio at this fucking wow bar yeah oh yeah well we were 22 so we were like actually drinking right and they were all just like I don't know, drinking Jaeger with the straw oh, yeah. and a Capri Sun back. Like, what the fuck do you drink when you're young? And it's like, whatever, alcohol hard, plus whatever. Whatever people can buy. Whatever you can find on the I, ground. I, I don't know. I had the cool parents, so I um, had every Friday night a party at my house. Hell every yeah. Friday night. And like weird people from the town, like townies would come and stuff. <laughs> townies. And one of my friends was Brian. He was 30. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. And he was... He uh, he was very nice. He was actually one of the most like reading his writing and his music. He was he's like really talented. Yeah. But had problems right. in his life that didn't make him able to do that stuff. Yeah. Um, well, he is partying then, with high schoolers, so. Yeah, and then yeah. I had another friend who was also like in his twenties at the time, and they would buy their cigarettes and our beer, and cool. we would party at yeah. my place. And then I remember being in this town in like my late twenties with. My, my second grade friend and we saw a bunch of young punks hanging out and we were like remember those guys remember how like there were those guys let's go say hi to those guys and we like sat down and we sat with them for five minutes we were like I hate these guys yeah. this is insufferable <laughs> yeah. why did they hang out with us and we yeah. left because yeah. it was like I'm it's almost too like a magic portal opens shit. up and it's like would you like to be young again? And you're like, yes. And yeah. then you get into it and you're like, oh, actually, Never I'm mind. too old and I like my life the way it is. Thank right. Let's, much. Go, let's I, go to a yeah. bar. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I remember one of like the last day that I was still in Philly, like my college town, I remember going to a gross dive bar in Philadelphia mm. where like it was the scummiest, like all the lights were on. That's how yeah. gross this bar oh, was. Was it. there carpeting? Yes, there was carpeting. You smelled <laughs> every cigarette that has been smoked in there since like 1776. It's still uh, there, baby. It's still there. Ben Franklin's cigarettes. And I remember talking to this drunk guy, this like clearly local drunk dude at that bar. He was talking to me about gravity's rainbow for like 45 minutes. And mm. I was like, you know what? Not one word he said made sense. I've never finished Gravity's Rainbow, but I'm pretty sure you're wrong about all of this. Uh, and uh, no one, it's time for me to leave this old Wait, town. this was like an older drunk guy? Oh, yeah. He oh, was yeah. like in his 50s. Oh, no. Uh, late 50s. Oh, shit. He could have been like 27, but right. like times have been hard. Uh, and he was talking to me about Thomas. He's like, have you ever read Pynchon, young girl? And I was yeah. like, uh, kind of. And he was like, let's talk about it. And it was like a 45 minute conversation. And I was like, know what? Not cool to be this guy. I found that out right Not now. Cool. <laughs> like, yeah. This is a good Wanna... time in my life to learn that lesson. And then 
Because you said that thing about like how your friend had a job to go to. That is legitimately how I felt when I first started Cracked. Because right. I had just moved out to LA. I was 22 years old, fresh out of college. I was sleeping on an air mattress in an apartment I nice. found. And like had my friend staying there while he was trying to find a place. And it was just like a nightmare walking into that house every day. Yeah, it's, like it's after. And just Lenny like, and the Simpsons, don't tell people how I live. No, yeah. literally, <laughs> literally. Yeah, and then I would like walk in and they'd be like, what happened this weekend? And I was like, I fell off a cliff. Uh, it's a long, <laughs> which is a thing that actually happened. Yes. <laughs> it was oh, like, it's, a, it's a long story. Uh, oh my God. So relate to that from that point but it's, uh, it's like having a secret identity it's like yeah. being a spy yeah exactly yeah. you have a job you present as a regular person yeah, and then if only just my like, co-workers knew how little i slept this weekend yeah oh, they'd be appalled <laughs> they'd be appalled yeah they'd be very upset but uh dave bell thanks so much for coming on and Thank you sharing for me. your delightful punk rock stories with us i hope uh, this was awkward enough Oh, it was. Okay. Yes, of course. Okay. Always, it's always awkward enough. We, also, okay. I talked all this kind of shit about like, well, I didn't talk shit, but I was like, I don't think people who've been in physical fights listen to this podcast, but then a bunch of people did. So I yeah. thought a bunch oh. of people were going to be like, dude, I was into yeah. punk. I have to, I, I guess I should p- yeah. talk about this. Go for this it. The one, this is shameful, I guess. It was about <laughs> a year when I was like a, a punk again, like in my 20s, way too old. Where at bars and stuff, I would um, challenge people to punch me as hard as they could in the face. Oh, very Houdini of you. I've been punched like 50 times. <laughs> uh, one guy you broke his You should have started with that, yeah. yeah. Oh, my on God. On your face? Yeah, because I had his girlfriend. I, his girlfriend asked to punch me in the face. And I was like, sure. I think I probably was like hitting on her. I don't know. Yeah. I probably said something. What an opening he, line. Hey, punch me in the yeah, face. He yeah. Probably, or, yeah, he probably thought I was hitting on her at least. And then he was like, can I do it? And I was like, sure. And he like said to his friends, like, check this out. Oh, oh that's a bad... And he punched me as hard as he could. He broke his hand, and I was fine. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Wow, you have... well, what you do is you lean down like this, and they punch the top oh. of your skull, and that part is designed to not uh, break. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Well... Yeah. If you ever know you're having a punch coming at you, I think Le- just look down. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I'm not a doctor. Probably don't listen to my... Probably don't. You say. sound more like a Harry Houdini kind of situation. <laughs> you, may be, yeah. you may be concussed right now. Yeah. <laughs> Like a permanent concussion. Only one guy like made my knees buckle and it was yeah. a friend. He was a very big guy and it was one of those things where he was like, I don't know if we should do this. And I was like, look, you're the biggest guy I know. We should probably try. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're the biggest like, dude I know. Was there to catch it. Yeah. Someone filmed it and Lord knows where that, that film is. It was like, yeah. we should have a screening of that. And then like uh, your, your movie, hour yeah. long film from high school. Yeah. yeah God, you're, you're a double feature. <laughs> well, as Sorry, al- I tried yeah. this out. I tried no, out. no, no. As always with rough stuff, uh, don't try any of these stories at home. Oh, kids. Yeah. No. They're all learn from us. And if you do come on the show, yeah, right in, let us know. Um, but yeah, tell us, where yes. you can find us. Pl- plug away. I guess I'll, I've been plugging my Twitter more at yeah. movie, movie Hooligan. Mm. You can check me out there. I tweet about things. Uh, yes, and is. then I, I as, as you mentioned, I co-run a network with Tom Ryman called Gamefully Unemployed. You can check us out at um, Gamefully, uh, uh, sorry, uh, patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. We have exclusive podcasts on there. We also have, you can just check out our SoundCloud. I think it's under Story Mode as our official podcast. Uh, so check that out. If you like what you hear, check out the Patreon. You probably already know about it, though. Yeah. Well, I also write for some more news, so check them out. Definitely check both those things out. They're both 
fantastic. And, and if you don't already follow these things, who the hell are you? And yeah. Why are you listening to this podcast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is yeah. the crossover? Yeah, there's, yeah. there's more. <laughs> yeah, so yes. There's more. Yeah. Um, yeah, and as always, you can follow this podcast on all the socials at Rough Stuff Pod. You can email us with your, or tweet at us your embarrassing stories. And you can find me on Twitter at Bridget Tweets. Yeah, that email is roughstuffpod at gmail.com. Hit it up. I'm at SK underscore Griffith. I want to give a shout out to my dad who's getting his hip replaced. And he told me on the phone today that he's been saving up Rough Stuff episodes to listen to while he recovers. Aww. My mom got her hip replaced recently. Oh, tell her to listen. It, yeah, it went good. It went good. <laughs> yeah. So to yeah. your dad, it'll be fine. You'll have a great time. Let's All make right. this a number one podcast for people on Vicodin. <laughs> shout, yeah. shout out. Yeah. All right. See you guys later. Oh, I don't like that. Nope. <laughs>